Well, good morning again, and it's really good to be able to spend these few moments with you. And, you know, I was thinking about introductions. Now, I'm sure you will have been at a family gathering, such as a wedding, where you might be asked your name, uh, which family you are with, and what is your relationship to the bride or groom. To which you will answer, you'll give your name, and you might say, well, I'm with the groom's side, and I am cousin to the groom. Now, this morning, I want to start with thinking about how Paul, in his letters, introduced himself to the churches. For example, in Romans chapter 1, verse 1, this is what Paul said. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. So this is how Paul introduced himself, and he does that many times, because that's who he is. And this is the man who set out to destroy Christianity, who now calls himself a servant of Jesus and an apostle. And he says that he has been set apart, and set apart for the gospel, the good news. In other words, he's been chosen by God, and he's being prepared by God, so that he can take the gospel to other people. Now, we've been looking at how Paul has been chosen by God, and we've been looking now, he's being prepared for the work that the Lord has set before him. He doesn't really know yet what that work is, but he's on a journey, a journey of discovery, and the discovery is what he needs to know, what he needs to learn before he can start his journey as a missionary. Now, not all of us who are Christians are called to be missionaries. But, you know, as believers, we all have a mission. Now, the line from the hymn that we looked at yesterday, there's a work for Jesus none but you can do, should really be an encouragement to all of us as we seek to encourage each other. You know, later in his life, as, as a more experienced Christian, as a more experienced man, Paul was able to encourage a young believer called Timothy. And he did it by speaking to him, speaking to Timothy from his own experiences, the experience that Paul had as a new Christian. So let's look at these few words that you might be familiar with, but let's think about them in the light of why Paul is saying them because he is speaking from experience. So 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 to 7, let's just slowly walk through it. He says, You then, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying that his determination has come from Jesus. So he's saying to Timothy, you do the same. Look to the Lord. And then he goes on, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses and trust reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. You see, Paul is passing on the encouragement that he's had from others. And he's saying to Timothy, you do the same so that you can teach others to encourage others. Then the passage goes on. Join with me in suffering like a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No one serving as a soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer. So Paul talking is talking here about being focused. And it's as if Paul is going back to the time when he was first converted. 
when he saw himself as being a new recruit signed up to the service of Jesus, as he remembers how he, as it were, was going through his his training, his instruction. He was encouraged by others such as Barnabas, who joined with him in his early days. And we're going to see that. We're going to have a look at it. But that's for another time. But for this morning, this passage goes on. Similarly, anyone who competes as an athlete does not receive the victor's crown except by competing according to the rules. Now, we know that Paul was not an athlete, but he uses this as an example because he would be like an athlete. As he's saying here to Timothy, look, it's hard work and we have to keep at it. It's like as though we're an athlete training. And this is what Paul would have gone through in those early days. But what he's saying here is, look, keep at it because, from my experience, it's worth it. Then he goes on. The hard-working farmer should be the first to receive a share of the crops. Reflect on what I am saying, for the Lord will give you insight into all this. So he's going back to saying to him, Look, Timothy, the bottom line is, the main source of your encouragement will come from the Lord. But there will be others who will encourage you, and you encourage others. I just want to finish with a, a few lines from another hymn, a hymn by Carrie Ellis Breck. And here's the first verse and the chorus. Look all around you, find someone in need, help somebody today, though it be little, a neighbourly deed, help somebody today. Then the chorus. Help somebody today, somebody along life's way, let sorrow be ended, the friendless befriended, oh, help somebody today. Let's pray. Our Father, we just thank you for the gospel that we have, that good news, that we are one in Christ. And our Father, we thank you that you can use us in your service, no matter who we are, no matter how limited we might feel. We have a purpose. We have a work to do, a work to do in your name. And our Father, we thank you that one of those works is that we can pray for each other. So our Father, help us to encourage each other as we do this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, God willing, I'll be back again. And again, I think we'll uh, share some more of uh, Paul's experiences before he became the, the famous missionary that we know and we read about in our Bibles. He had to grow in his faith. And our Father, we just pray that that will encourage us in our day. In the meantime, take care. God bless. Bye now.